spacecraft crashes to the moon. Russia's first mission to the moon in five decades has ended in failure as their Luna 25 spacecraft crashed to the surface on approach. The launch marked Russia's first attempt to approach the moon since 1976. The goal was to attempt a landing near the moon's south pole. So Russia can't get to the moon, but we allegedly got to the moon, uh, what, 50 years ago? Something like that? Is that accurate? That's accurate. But so what you're trying to imply? First off, I didn't start on recording, so I'm sorry. Hey, I, I'm just, this <laughs> just came down. TMZ just reported it, so it's okay. breaking news. Uh, did we go to the moon? Well, or, do you guys a- think, or do you guys think that's a conspiracy? That we actually did not go to the moon back in the 70s? Or whatever it was, 70s or 80s? That's like a couple questions you asked. The question was, do have we been to the moon? Yes. Did we go back in the 70s for the moon race? I don't know. That's the number one conspiracy theory, though, out there. The, the, that, that we whole... did not, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as people, yeah. tell, as people uh, tell it, though, in order to keep that as a secret, how many layers? I mean, it just, the margin would be so little for anything to come out that it wasn't real. So I'm just going to have to take it for what it is and say, yes, it is real. I'm a science, you know, fanatic. So I'm going to say yes. But we think about those videos they showed back in the day. Mm-hmm. Are we now? I mean, now I'm older. I, I don't know if I believe that. I, don't I just don't know if I believe it. Uh, the way it looked, it looked a little too clean back in the day. My man was hop skipping and jumping, <laughs> like he had like a jetpack on from like Super Mario Brothers. I, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I don't know about that. But Russia couldn't do it 50 years later after we did it. So that means that our but Russia's done it before. Evidently not. <laughs> not not according to this. So if that is a huge conspiracy theory, what is the biggest wrestling conspiracy theory you can think of right now that may or may not be true? <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is the first installment of Kane and the second installment of Kane. When you he came back with the arm exposed that second time, I'm like, this is a whole different Kane. And you can't tell me otherwise. You cannot tell me that that is the same Kane. So we switch from Glenn Jacobs to... Someone else? Yeah. Or somebody else to Glenn Jacobs. I wonder if there's some credence to uh, the multiple Ultimate Warriors, right? I never believed it. It never got that. But so many people believed there was like 100 different Ultimate Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe I was wrong all these years as a kid. Like Maybe there was like three different Ultimate Warriors, right? I don't think so, man. I just think that my man uh, just gave up the uh, steroids. That's all. So he looks different. Why? So he was like super big at one point and then oh, he got no, he smaller? Oh, he was massive. And then okay. the whole steroid thing happened. He left and he he didn't leave because of steroids, but he came back and he was, I mean, he was super lean, but it was like, dude, you you <laughs> lost like 30 pounds of muscle mass. Hey, and he had the RVD like body sure singlet on. <laughs> oh, God. It was a little different. It was a little different. But his face would be the same. I mean, he had face pain. Yeah, but no, but even, even his same. face looked a little different. I, you got to pull it up. You'll see. <laughs> okay, okay, You'll okay, see when okay, he came okay. back to save Hogan. It was at uh, Mania. It was Hogan and Sid was on top. And he came back and did a run-in after Papa Shango, I think. And it was like, oh, all right, well, <laughs> I mean, we'll go along with it if you tell us this is Ultimate Warrior, but we don't know. I still go back to, for me, the Montreal screw drop. It's still a part of me that feels like that whole thing was a work. And I think it's like the best work in the history of works if it was just from a business perspective. If you look at how everything worked out after that, 
I kind of softened my stance on that a little bit in recent years, but gun to my head, if somebody was like, hey, was that a work or not? I probably would say, I think that's a work. I see that. But I think that's because we have so much time and Brett came back. So if Brett has never come back, I think you might maybe feel a little different. What you think? Well, when it first happened, I thought it was a work. Mm. And I remember when it first happened, the pay-per-view went off the air. I don't. I don't know if I was talking to somebody. I had like a, I had a wrestling hotline back then. So I may have said it on the hotline, but I just, I just remember right after the show went off, I said, if I think I saw what I saw, it's the biggest moment in the history of wrestling. But if I know what I saw is what I saw, I think it's the biggest work I've ever seen. I said it immediately after it was over, just cause like Earl Hepner's reaction, how he got out the ring, I mean, it was just so much to it. They were taping the the show Wrestling in Shadows with Bret Hart, which we saw later on, where the entire show was about his contract being up, which really wasn't the case because nobody really knew about it. All of it. I mean, there's just a lot pointing. It's more pointing to it being real, but it's a lot pointing to it being a work, too, though. That's know, cool. Right? So, That's a cool you actually had a wrestling hotline. Yeah, man. We called it the 438s. It was all like. Back in back in the Detroit days, four three hey. phone number. Yeah, but it was like ten minutes, fifteen minute caps. On on, it was basically just a voicemail, right? But it was a voicemail system, so like it was a lot of wrestling hotlines back then. We had a good time, crazy stuff. And then I we then we did like a, a, a like a virtual wrestling promotion where people would call in and give their uh, characters, and then I would book them in like monthly pay per view matches. That was a lot. See, was a lot this going is, on back then. This is your calling. You should open up a company, a wrestling company. All right, let's do that. We just need let's like maybe five hundred million dollars to get hey, started. Hey, we back out with that. We can invest. Or, we can find investors. Or I mean, WWE has some money they can give us. Did it not come across to y'all as petty as hell that they really hit home that they sold ninety one thousand tickets Dude. on SmackDown <laughs> just to like squash when AEW comes out and says that they've hit over like eighty six, eighty eight thousand. Uh, it's completely different. You're talking about one show compared to two shows, but Michael Cole really hammered home Put it on that this thick. is the most tickets that they've ever sold in a one day span, and they've already eclipsed all. I told y'all WrestleMania was going to eclipse like every single wrestling show in the history you did. of the business. You did. Yeah, uh, we saw the ticket prices. But yeah, I, well, I ticket prices. Was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was petty as hell. I mean, it felt like a, <laughs> a, a boyfriend talking about his new girlfriend. About his old ex girlfriend, and it's like, hold on, like, who are you trying to convince here, me or you? <laughs> then he brought it back like DJ Who Kid in the second hour. And he's like, just so you know, <laughs> we saw it. I was like, all right, we get it. But I mean, but that that's a massive shout out to them though. That's that's huge to be able to mm-hmm. sell ninety one thousand tickets. I don't care if it's over a week, you know, time span. That's that's major, especially at those prices. That's yep. a big deal. It's a, it's a really 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 big deal. So. All right, y'all, let's get into it, man. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. That's Freaking Wrestling, episode 58, right? Yeah, 58. Uh, you guys know us. We are the triple threat, usual suspects. Rhodesia, throwing up gang signs. Ishan and myself, Matt. Shout out to the listeners and supporters of the pod. We appreciate you guys. You guys know what to do. Hit that follow button on that device you are listening to right now if you have not. While you are there, go ahead and hit that five-star review. Give us a comment, all that kind of good stuff. And then if you have not hit us up on socials yet, do that. Uh, Twitter, that's FNW. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. We are all there for 
you to consume us on any and every way possible. Let's get into it, ladies and germs. And I wasn't throwing up gang signs. This is what I was doing. Channel hey, Ashley, I, I want to make a special announcement, too. I want to make a special announcement. Much like the Warrior, much like Ryback, I also am going to officially make my name legally Big Daddy. It's happening. The papers are in the works. Let's please continue. All right. Good for you, man. Um, Maybe I should get Cash Wheeler to show up to your house and put it down on you real quick to let you know, like, hey, that's not a smart idea. My boy Cash Wheeler. Let, we got we to gotta start here. All right. We, we got to go with this. No flips. Just clips. Word on the street is Cash Wheeler is the John Moran of AEW. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Word is from what I hear, Cash Wooler is the real gun club. All right, y'all. Just talk about it. Allegedly, this happened weeks ago. My man got some road rage issues. <laughs> Taking the Glock Anderson promo <laughs> to his real life. He got arraigned on Friday. I think he got a $2,500 bill. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. I don't care about none of that. It looks like All Out is still, or All In is still on. There was some worry about that. As wrestling fans, like we, we got to relax a little bit. The first thing we think about after we hear this man's pointing the gun at people on the highway is, man, is he, is he going to Wembley to, to work? <laughs> right. Forget what's going on in his world. Who could be victims? Is he a victim? No, it's like, is he going to show up at all in? <laughs> hey, he ain't shoot nobody, right? All right. <laughs> He's still down there. Hmm. So, hey, so give it to me. What y'all think? I had so many different emotions going on in my head. Naturally, the first thing I saw, I'm not going to lie. I thought maybe it was a domestic violence thing. As I got into it, and I had more time to look into it more and more. It was a situ- I was able to watch that video clip of his arraignment and saw that it was a situation of road rage. He didn't even know the person. Um, and then at the end of it, when they the the prosecution said, "Nope, we have no reason to go against just a twenty five hundred dollar bail. He has no previous record. He's like a law abiding citizen. Keep it moving." So. It, it, my emotions kind of went everywhere. I'm like, dang, is Cash a, a domestic violence person? You know what I mean? And that's wrong to think that initially. Uh, but I guess maybe just from the past, like like with Benoit and, and all just all, it, you think of just that head trauma and things that can happen out of that. And then I was happy to find out he was just, he was just showing, repping what he was carrying on him. Don't fuck with me while I'm driving. Don't cut me off. Don't swoop and swap me. If you do, <laughs> you go get you go get this. <laughs> so the hammer is out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I thought the same kind of either. Uh, I don't know, like I, I don't have it in front of me how the wording was. Yeah, but I also thought domestic dispute was a thing too for some reason, and I I don't it couldn't have been in the charge because we would have heard that it was something domestic. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> lock toting cash wheeler. Hey, you know, I just uh, hope that all parties involved get the help they need, right? I don't know exactly what happened, um, but road rage is real, right? And if mm-hmm. you got to pull out your glot to represent, like, that's a bit much, right? Like, you got to, you got, you might have some secret, you know, anger issues possibly, right? Um, but, you know, I think about the world we live in, this is 
taking a step back from wrestling, like, man, everyone's kind of like on the edge a little bit. And it's sad to see. And look, when I'm driving on these Atlanta streets, I get so frustrated. I get so angry. Like, like if you ever been in Georgia from like eight in the morning, no, 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 actually from seven in the morning, sometimes six in the morning to like nine o'clock at night, it's bumper to bumper traffic all day long, all weekend long. And sometimes I get so frustrated, like, why are we stopping? It's 7.30 at night. Why are we stopping for five minutes on a freeway? And I get frustrated. And you see other people frustrated. You see all these accidents, things of that nature. And then people are just so on edge right now. I think we need to take a step back. We need to relax and release and uh, come out with a better way to solve our issues. Um, That's what I just thought, man. It just seems like everybody needs to take a step back. And I just hope that, I hope Cash is, uh, is, he's well mentally spiritually and also the other guy i don't know what he did like he could be lying right we don't know right. his story or they could have been the aggressor they could have right. said you know saying some stuff and then cash like i ain't dealing with you yeah <laughs> That's what I got. We, don't, we don't know story it could have been the opposite no. and my man trying knew who cash was or maybe mm-hmm. he didn't he reported them who knows what happened but somebody need a little bit of assistance and i'm not saying that facetiously but i'm saying that for real like because that moment is it's not ideal for anybody the rumor that I saw, and it probably has a lot of credence to it, was uh, I don't where were they at Orlando? Or well, yeah. he was in Orlando. Yeah, so it was hot. Windows are down. Somebody screamed out, "CM Punk sucks!" And, <laughs> Ca- and Cash is I like, "I can't play with Matt. Come on, Cash is, is like, not today, buddy. This is a like, matter. Not today, buddy. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I didn't make that up. I'm just letting you know, like, what they're saying." I know so, Punk. I know Punk was happy. He was like, "See, that's, I got the goons down with me. I got." He was like, "Yeah, now what, Bucks? <laughs> now yeah. what?" Damn. I mean, well, hey, hey, but I'm I'm I met the Bucks, and they're the nicest guys in the world. Nicest guys in the world. You know, they they gave me some kayfabe years ago. I told Matt we talked about it on the pod before. They told me that they were running the back for was it all in or all out? I get those two mixed up all the time. What did I tell you, Matt? Do you remember what I told you? They said they were. Ask them the all in was the first one, right? Right. Yes, all in was the first one. Yep. And then they told me they're running the back. They didn't say it was all out, but they said they were doing another show. Like, right? Do you remember? I, I can't remember. Are, are you talking about it? Was it at Starcast? No, this is that. So I'll retell the story. So I had uh, they were here in Rome, Georgia. They were at a um, autograph signing. This is when I met Booker T. And Booker T. and I had this 15-minute conversation. held up the line. It was a really great story. It was really great meeting them. But before that, I met the Bucks. And we were talking. I was tired as usual. And I complained about me being tired <laughs> at the time. I think uh, my youngest was maybe one, one and a half or something like that. And they have kids. So they were relating. We had a good vibe going on. I said, hey, thank you so much for giving us that uh, all-in show. I was there. It was spectacular. You know, um, are you guys thinking about doing it again? And they looked around and they said, you know what? Kayfabe. It's like, what's your name, Big Daddy? Kayfabe, Big Daddy. That's a damn lie. I, 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 my story now, all right? I don't need you interjecting nothing. <laughs> they said, Kayfabe, Big Daddy, we're doing it again. And I said, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, we're doing it again, Kayfabe, right? I'm not in the business. I don't know if you knew what I, if Kayfabe, if I knew what Kayfabe meant. So I, I, I text Matt. I said, Matt. I got some news. Ah, uh, you they're did. Doing, yep. Like yep. they're doing it again, yep. bro. Yep. They're doing it again. And like, so I kept that to the chest. I didn't, I didn't report that to nobody. I didn't, we didn't go online. We didn't talk about it. I felt like he gave us some insider information, but long story short, really nice guys. 
you don't need goons to handle them. Just saying. I guess the other thing, too, is if I'm not mistaken, uh, they are taping Collision and Dynamite together this week, oh, which they will have to because yeah, they're heading they're off be... to Wembley yeah. on Sunday, Sunday morning here in the U.S. anyway. Um, I, I hope that the Bucks bring some bulletproof vests or something oh. just in case, you know, because Cash Wooler is shown. He about that action, boss. No. About he that about that action. action. I, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to like. Tony's got to figure that out. Tony's got to figure. But in all seriousness, <laughs> of course, all seriousness, you can't you can't be pointing guns at people because they did something to you on the road. Now we don't know the, the, the situation in the story. We've never heard anything about like Cash doing anything right. besides beating my man ass who tried to jump on Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame years ago. So we know oh, he yeah. got a little dog in him. We know that. We've never, yeah, we've never heard of him being an issue. So we'll, we'll let it play out. I did see some things online in typical fashion of how we just take something and then run with it. You know, AEW needs to take huge action on cash. They need to cancel all in. They need to be stripped of the title. Wait, it's like, people well, were saying that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, hey, in the court of law, you're innocent until proven guilty. Or you're supposed to be. We know a lot yeah. of times that don't happen. Wow. But AEW can't take any action on him. He didn't. Plead guilty, he pled not guilty. So you gotta let it gotta let it play out. But mm. if his bond is only twenty five hundred and he didn't get he his passport taken, yeah, yeah like this is gonna be one of those maybe community services or something like that, and that's it. But yep. it, it is just another thing that is a potential black eye on, on AEW when it comes to something, you know, backstage. It's uh they said that I guess not many people, if anybody knew. Of this happening before Friday? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means he kept it to himself. Yep. Because they got the police report was filed July 28th, correct? Mm-hmm. Remember seeing that number. And so mm-hmm. here it is, August something. <laughs> it's like a month later, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. July 27th. Yeah. On Interstate 4 in Orange County, Florida. <laughs> you know, it, it probably would have behooved him to actually talk to, and I understand probably, you know, he's hoping it dies down. He doesn't have to involve the company, but, you know, the, the company, AEW, have they have a legal team, right, that probably could have brought mm-hmm. some assistance, that probably could have helped them with this, and it also kind of would have helped minimize uh, any potential, like, um, negative publicity out of the whole thing. Because, as you said, you know, we said it in a private text group. I said, uh, you know, we got two big pay-per-views coming up for AEW. And we spend so much time talking about the negative backstage stuff that overshadows the huge test that Wembley Stadium is. Um, you know, it, it underwhelms like these bills to try, they're trying to make. And we had they had a loaded dynamite, right? We're gonna get to that later on, but they had a loaded dynamite to get this show up and going. So, you mean loaded like a gun being loaded? Oh lord! Like, or are you talking like loaded? Yo, you mean like? Like in terms acts. of quality of the actual yeah, show. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I mean. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, I'm talking about storylines. Yeah. Okay. Angles. I was like, oh, man, I, th- I thought you was telling the joke. I was like, oh, yeah, I hit it for you. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, y'all got anything else on this before we move on to uh, like, I don't last think, match? I don't think there's no way that Tony Khan did not know about this. I think that as soon as he, this happened. I would imagine him being a veteran that he is would immediately told his employer. Hey, this no, Matt just said he didn't. He didn't tell him. Yeah, so I mean, why would he? What are you gonna say? Like, hey, I was I got driving arrested. here. No, he didn't get arrested. At that he, point. he didn't get arrested at the time. So how is he arraigned? So when did he get arrested? 
So July 27th was a Thursday. Maybe oh, he was just pissed off after Dynamite. <laughs> he, he probably watched it back and was like, man, this show isn't great right now either. And you know what? Let's, let's, let's My man rolled by and was just like, CM Punk sucks. He was like, not today. Let's, not let's today. Move let's move on to y'all, y'all guy. Let's move on. Adam Copeland. Edge. I'm just trying to figure out what his new name is going to be in AEW. <laughs> like, do you go with like Adam? Uh, like, what's a synonym for Edge? Cliff. Let's see. Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff. Cliff. Cliff Copeland. Cliff. Cliff Copeland is all elite. Oh, wait a That's minute. Crazy. So you know, Christian Cage was Christian's original name, right? He just took dropped mm-hmm. the Christian when he got to WWE. What was uh, Edge's original name? I think it was something Sexton or something like that. Put that thing up. Put I'm that thing up right now. Yeah, I'll set the table. So I, <laughs> I like Cliff better. Cliff, Cliff, <laughs> Cliff, Clexton, Copeland. Put it all together, man. He's all elite. Uh, Edge wrestled his final match under this contract on SmackDown this past Friday in the match with Sheamus. His contract is up. His oh. contract is up at the end of September. So he's got a few weeks. So anybody who thinks he's going to AEW, he's not going to be at all in. He's not going to be at all out. But uh, his contract's up. He cut a, about that? a three and a half uh, into September. Okay, thank you. Sorry. He, he cut a three and a half minute promo right around four minutes or so after SmackDown went off the air and, you know, gave it up and basically said that this will be the last time you guys see me live. Talking about, I'm guessing, Toronto. Beth was there, of course, and crying. The kids were there and all that kind of good stuff. What's next for Edge? You guys got to – he said that he's got to go home and reflect. He's like, it's crazy that sounds. You know, I had, I had to get through this match to figure out what's next for me. Let's fast forward four weeks or whatever it is. Edge's contract is now up. He's officially able to do whatever he wants to do. Resign to WWE, retire. Go to AEW, whatever the case may be. What are you guys betting right now where he goes or where he ends up? WWE's given him or gave him at this point such a huge pomp and circumstance send off. I just can't believe come four weeks from now, the end of September, rolling into fall, boom, he shows up on AEW. I, I just can't believe that. Uh, if he comes back to wrestling and if he does go to AEW, it can't be anytime soon. And then that makes me think about, okay, well, if it's, in a year from now, Christian is one year older. If they want to do anything with the Hardys, they're one year older. Like, Why would it be a year from now? I'm just saying. I'm just putting out a, an arbitrary number because I don't think it'll be this fall. So that's what I'm saying, just in the future. Hmm. So I'm just using a year. Okay. To me, I, I just I can't see that. Now, this is the first time that we've seen a, a mass send-off under the, um, Triple H and not under Vince. But I just can't see him getting all of this just to show up at somebody's other federation, and one month later. I can't believe that. Ah, man. You know what? So I thought about this. I didn't want... I don't necessarily want to see Edge in AEW, to be honest with you. But I do remember maybe a year ago, Edge has said that he had one more year left. So if his contract is really up, I can see him sitting back and saying, hey, okay, this is my last year of wrestling. What's on my bucket list? What are the things I want to do and accomplish? What are the matches I want to have? You know, where do I want to wrestle my last year? So I can see possibly him going to AEW or another promotion 
and maybe fulfilling those bucket list wishes for himself before he finally calls it a career. Because if you look at the WWE and the landscape, what hasn't he done? Like, right, he's he's made his big return. He's wrestled all the big matches. He's wrestled Roman a couple of times. He's had a match with Sheamus. He's had a match with all the big dogs. The only match he hasn't had was is with uh, Cody Rhodes. Not, not this version of Cody Rhodes. I'm sure they've wrestled in the past. Maybe AEW, a couple of big matches there might be on the horizon for him. Maybe not every week. But, you know, if they're, you know, at a couple, maybe every other pay-per-view, maybe every quarter or something like that, maybe he does wrestle a couple guys that he's never had a match with, like a Kenny Omega. Uh, maybe he does team with Christian again against the Bucks. Um, because unlike the Hardys, and sad to say, like, Christian and Ness can still go in the ring mm-hmm. and look like, you know, they can kind of look like their, their former selves. So maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe he's like, at this point, it's not about me making the most money or the biggest splash. Maybe at this point it's all about me and doing accomplishing things I wanted to accomplish before I settle out. I think um, there's two possibilities. And the one possibility that's not a possibility, in my opinion, is he resigns to WWE. I think that's not what's happening. Either he's going to retire or he's going to AEW. And if I was a betting man, which I am, especially during football season and basketball season, I would put money down right now that he's in AEW mm. relatively soon. Mm. You don't get that type of send off and come back, even though he won. Right. And it ain't many people that leave that. on the way out mm-hmm. winning. I don't know if I can ever remember anybody that was a plan. Well, uh, actually, never mind. Uh, Dean Ambrose, when his final match. When he was but he, yeah, but but he was treated like like the trash underneath your shoe for those t- for that time leading up to it. So I actually forgot that he won his send off match. But he yeah, but remember did, they made a big deal. It was a network special and all that. They so did. They made but it, up they until made it that, a big deal. For like it was like six weeks though, wasn't it? Roughly four to six weeks where he was being a jobber. Yeah, I'm was, like, it was dang, rough. it was it was, it was terrible. I'm like, man, I can't rough. even finish this contract out. Uh, watching Beth cry, I don't think those were like working tears. I think she knew that this is his last match in Toronto. Uh, and then even for him to say that, like, how do you know what the WWE schedule is in the next year? And I'm sure they do know, but for him to be pretty adamant to that crowd, like, Hey, I'm not, you're not going to see me again live. He knows. I, okay. I think he's going, I, I think he's going to AEW. I think it's almost a no brainer for him because his best friend is working there for him to be able to end his career. He's already a hall of famer. E to your point, he's done everything as possible to do in WWE. He has, he's done everything, everything. There is not really any other programs that we could say like, man, I'm super excited to see edge in this program against whoever in the next year, but he's got a lot of opportunities in, in AEW. He can finish his career off with his best friend, which they are legit best friends. He loves, of course, the Hardys. I mean, there's a lot they could do in AEW. And he can be used, you know, sparingly. And that's one thing that we may talk about AEW, that they have some shortcomings. One of their things that they do extremely well is how they treat legends. Mm -hmm. You know, Sting has had a career renaissance Mm -hmm. in AEW. And we can, you know, go down the line of some legends that have shown up and been given their flowers. But I, I, I I I think he's in AEW before the end of the year. I really do. And I think that uh, with like the video package they did on SmackDown, it felt like a retirement type thing without saying retirement. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think they stayed away from saying retirement because they're like, hey, there's a chance he could still be wrestling. And even though WWE is his home and all that kind of stuff, I think it's just I think it's different now. I really do. I, I think he's probably talked to Christian and Christian's probably loving his time in AEW. We know Edge also has some other friends in AEW. I'm sure that, you know, for him to be able to really kind of do whatever he wants to do under the realm of, hey, this is still what the program going to be, but you can carve your niche and how you want to do it and your promos and all that kind of stuff, even though we know he's probably got a lot of wiggle room in WWE. I just think this is for him. I think he wants to make sure that he can still go. But after watching him Friday, I'm like, okay, this, this, is, this is it. And I, I thought the match was really good. I, I don't think it was like something like super duper special. I, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was great with the story that just, hey, you know, he helped out Sheamus and Sheamus helped him out and all that kind of good stuff. Being in Toronto, I thought was fantastic. The video packages were excellent. Yep. Uh, a lot of people on It there. was good, right? It was like a good closing of the book for this chapter. And now whatever he decides to do, hey, God bless, two thumbs up, whatever that may look like. I know he's got a movie coming out or something, I think, that he's doing too. But if it was... If I was putting money down, I have him in AEW by the end of the year. You know, and, and talking about it, I really didn't want him to go there because they treat their talent well. However, it's just creatively, outside of CM Punk and Collision, hasn't been that well. But for the most part, AEW is a blank canvas, right? So Edge can kind of create his own stories and tell them the way he kind of wants to tell them. He can yep. collaborate with Tony and kind of create some things. But that's a gift and a curse for some of the talent there. Um, you know, it's it's been said multiple times that MJF's storylines are MJF's storylines, and some of them are great, and some of them aren't, right? Like the pillars. Yeah, However, that, that, that was the only one he missed on, and I don't think it was him. I think I think it was his dance partner. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I, I think his entire run as has been kind of eh, outside of the Adam Cole stuff that we've seen recently. Um, but Edge going there and being very very smart, right? He knows his wrestling. He he's actually pretty good creatively. I think he can kind of help with some of the storylines. Um, the problem is that who are the wrestlers that I want to listen? And I think that's part of Punk's beef with some of the the kids in the locker room is that, you know, a lot of them, they don't want to listen. They kind of want to do their own things. But for the people that actually want to listen, there's another voice, another locker room veteran there. And probably somebody that can help creatively. Maybe uh, he and Christian can help Dynamite because uh, it's kind of rough over there. But they're, they're on collision. He'll definitely be on collision. He ain't going to dynamite. Put him on. Put him on. He put him on. Put him on dynamite. They need some help. What's his uh? So what was his name? I know you looked it up. Sexton Hardcastle. Sexton Hardcastle. Oh man, you don't like that? That sucks awful. Sexton Hardcastle. So we go. So we can go. Sexton Hardcastle. So we can go. Cliff. Copeland. Hardcastle oh. is, is all elite. Give him the graph. Give him the graphic. I Give him the graphic, graphic on already. <laughs> Sexy Adam Hardcastle. Yeah. Now that's kind of crazy. I mean, if he wants to come back with the long hair, hey, where's Warlow? Anybody know? Mm-mm. Where's Warlow? Nope. All right. Uh, Bianca, it, w- what's up with Bianca? That that oh. beat down to me looked like I'm out of here for a little bit. She said bye bye. And I, I don't, I haven't heard of any movies she's doing. I know she was doing that Hulu show with uh, Montez, but I think that's already been filmed. That was filmed when she was champ. 
uh, and was I reading too much into it or did nope. y'all get that same feeling too? That was my exact feeling that I have from it. I'm like, okay, so again, this is, she's been off TV for a while. We finally see her. They make it a big deal that we finally see her after SummerSlam or, you know, all this time has been gone. Next thing we know, she gets beat down in the back. Her, what, knee? They put the chair, her chair, yep. the knee in her chair. And now she's going to be gone for a while. Might Maybe be a nice refresh. her best life. Maybe it might be a nice refresh for a character, right? If if uh, you got one champion um, and you got her and Charlotte both vying for that championship, maybe they're going to go ahead and let Charlotte chase the title for a little while and they're going to let Bianca kind of, you know, hold our set to the side, you know, and make that hero's welcome at some point, make, get that champion's return. Might not be a bad idea, especially if you don't have anything for her. What's interesting, well, she's in the middle of a feud. That's why it was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's feuding with them. Like, she still went through, of you know, winning the title and then getting it taken from her immediately yeah. by damage control and then for them to jump her backstage. I, it, something about it to me just, just it felt like being written off. Yep. For a little bit. So maybe, maybe we read, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Evidently, I, I read too much into the whole bloodline thing. According to Heyman, Jimmy's going to be on SmackDown next week, and I thought they'll be gone for a while. Yep. Oh, he said live. He made a point to say live on SmackDown. Yep. He, he'll be on SmackDown next week. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the tag match, the women's tag match. I, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Good good, good piece of business. <laughs> what wasn't good, though, was <laughs> I don't know what they thought was supposed to happen. <laughs> the, the, the fake hot tag where Bianca's crawling to Charlotte. <laughs> And Charlotte's like, I can't, she pulling back. I can't, I can't grab you. And Bailey's telling EO, like, no, not yet. No, no, not yet. Go get her. And so I, I was like, wow, all right. But it was still fun. It wasn't hot enough yet. That's what it was. It wasn't hot enough yet. And he had 90 more seconds to build on the match. So it just wasn't time yet. But that, that was like really, really <laughs> weird. Then you had Charlotte talking to EO. Then EO looking at Charlotte, like, I don't know what you just said. So now she's looking back at Bailey. Bailey's trying to reinforce whatever w- that was supposed to have been happening. So, <laughs> but again, a lot. People, yeah, people, people get it one off. But overall, the match was so great. Yeah, it was. It was really good. <laughs> uh, Soup Profits, another week. It's not really a hot take, but I'll say it. Somebody may think it's a hot take. Uh, Dawkins is much more comfortable than Montez is in this role right now. Whoa. Montez's facial expressions. Go back and watch the match. Anybody okay. who has seen it, some some of you guys may know exactly what I'm talking about already. His facial expressions at times during the match kind of didn't match where he was at. They win. He, he, he scowls. Then he starts smiling. And then the one that really threw me off, so they're heading to uh, back the curtain and they stop because of course Bobby's about to come out Bobby's music hits and the look on Montez's face was like bewildered then he had kind of that look of fear Hmm. and then like he started smiling it was it was really really strange I was like okay he's still trying to figure out maybe his facials and such but go back and watch it uh I thought that was probably like the biggest noteworthy thing from that segment Uh, but they got new gear they look good. They got a new finisher, which is great. Uh, but yeah, I, when I saw it, I was just like, okay, he's still trying to figure out exactly what this is for him. When I first saw the OC coming out, I didn't know who they were wrestling against. But when the OC first came out, I was like, man, I couldn't care less about this match. Like, for real, for real. Mm. But then I actually watched the match. And I actually thought the match was really good. I thought it was actually a good showing for both of them. 
Um, to that point of what you mentioned about Montez, I'm wondering just by comparison to Dawkins, I'm wondering if because Montez has always been a more oh my mic just fell. Um, Montez has been more. Oh, of, she she mic been, dropping. <laughs> he's always been more of a, a caricature. Always. I mean, from the very beginning of the Street Profits, he's always been more animated. Maybe that's the word I should use. So I'm wondering maybe if that is playing into him either one trying to figure it out or if that's what he wants to do. But it sounds like to you, you don't feel you'll like see that's it. okay. Go back. Yeah, go back and watch it today and you'll see it. I think you I don't think you saw at the end when Bobby part. came out. I didn't see that. But part. you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Did you see it, E at all? Did you pay attention? Yeah, so it's like so I did see it. I noticed the ending. Um, but before I get there, so we talked about the gear. I gotta be honest with you. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm always honest. Uh oh. I thought that gear sucked. <laughs> and I, it distracted me for most of the match. I love Bianca, and I know she's probably doing that gear for free ninety nine. It ain't. They need. They need something a little more top shelf. Like you know, like that blue. It it wouldn't. It that that little insignia they had. It wasn't sewn in that tight. They need some new top tier heel gear, man. Like that just wasn't. That just wasn't it for me. But I do love their finisher. That finisher was nice. It is. That that finisher was nice. It was crisp. It was clean. You know, that kind of another new finisher because you don't see a lot. I love tag team wrestling. I love seeing tag team moves. Another really good move, and we're going to get to them later on, um, are the guns. I like the guns variation of the big rig. Um, Mm -hmm. It's another variation of the 3D, but I love that too. But Montez and, and, and Dawkins, they're tag team finish that was a really nice fit i'm glad they finally got one because it took them they've been around for a long time without a finisher but they finally got one that looked really good and at the end i saw exactly what you were saying about like dawkins was start putting he started doing the Birdman hand yeah. rub yeah. like oh it's yeah. on now it's on now fam like i can hear his in his mind going like it's on now fam and you know montez looked like he didn't know i don't know what he portrayed what was supposed to happen in his mind but it, it it didn't match right the the, the segments etc like he didn't know who was coming out or what was happening you know gd well was happening or you should have like what's wrong with you Taz? like you don't yeah. know like bobby's about to come out y'all have done this a couple weeks now like he's gonna yeah out, he's gonna grab your hand and that's and your man's good. right that's yeah, your man's it was that's your man so it was like yeah so there's a little bit of a disconnect um there i'm hoping they figure it out i'm hoping they figure out and i think I'm thinking they they gotta be a heel team, right? Because they're wrestling, yeah, right. They gotta be a heel team, right? OC. Yeah, I mean they they worked OC. We know OC are faces, mm-hmm. which I mean the, the OC is good just to be there as a veteran tag team. I was thinking about them too. Like this is not what I expected. I know there there were injuries and things of that nature that that kind of just happened. They've been a little snake bitten, but I'm like this is not. I think what we all thought the OC would be when they resign with W, or maybe so. You know, maybe but, people knew like there wasn't much left. I know you were never excited on them. You didn't like their run that they had a quick run at AEW. I thought uh, they're so horrible I, runs, horrible runs. Yeah. And you, you, if you look at all the guys and gals that that H brought back, they all settled right back in a role that they had before they were out. Right? Well, either that's sitting in catering <laughs> or or where they were on the card. Like he, and Triple H is supposedly head of creative. Right? You got um. What's her name? Uh, what's a uh, part of Team Kick? Dakota Kai's uh, homegirl. Um, her best friend. Uh, the girl with the rainbow hair. Tegan. Tegan Knox. We ain't seen her. I ain't seen her on 
in forever. But staying with OC, I think, they, I, think she, I think she's been working main event. Oh, that's why we ain't we don't see her. Nobody yeah. watches that. But yeah. the OC, they're doing exactly what they were doing during their first run, right? They're just backing up AJ. And, the, and and here's one thing about them loving tag team wrestling. This is why I haven't been feeling them. They have the worst finish. I've ever their magic killer finish is like the worst tag team. Like I think we should have a poll when they have to have the worst tag team finish I've ever seen. It just looks horrible. It looks horrible. No impact at all. But I would love to see MVP with them. I think if they're really gonna have that true heel run, like because they don't really seem unlikable yet. But get P out there, he can really bring some stank to that group, and I think that's what they need next. And on top of that, um, Street probably needs some new gear. Sorry, Bianca. Well, they got new gear. So I don't think they're getting any other. Well, we'll see. Because it, But it doesn't match Bobby. And hopefully Bobby gets back in the ring soon. I think that's what's going to take their group to the next level. Is when he starts getting back in there and, and doing his thing. One thing I'll say about the, the ring gear. I don't have a problem with it. I think it looks fine. The color choice, if you are a bad guy or bad guys... Maybe that turquoise aqua blue probably isn't the best. To, it was to, popping. To, it, it should have been more like a like a dark color or black or something that psychologically is like urgh, aggressive. Where you man, look really soft like a baby's nursery. Man, <laughs> them, them and, and them rhinestones wouldn't popping. They weren't they wouldn't sparkling like they should have. Man, mm-hmm. they need some they need some help. I'm fine with that. It's just a color I didn't care for. Hep. L.A. Knight had another awesome night. Second biggest pop compared to Edge. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's on his way. We, uh, I think some people were complaining that. It's like, no, guys. like He's not going to fight Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Like You knew somehow, some way, Austin Theory was going to win that match. And once again, we talk, I talk a lot about facials and telling stories with your face and not always through physicality. What I loved about just the end of that match was he knew he got got. Mm-hmm. So he's upset, but he's smiling. Yep. He's like, Once again, that tells you how I should feel about you getting screwed. It was like, man, this little motherfucker got me. Yep. All right. I'm, I got him next time. And, and we move on. So, you know, it wasn't the overly complaining, overly shocked. Or, you know, it wasn't any of that. It was just like, damn, he got me. All right. All right. I got you back next time. So I, I thought that was cool. Yep. That's the only thing I have from that as well, too. So I, I've told myself, okay, I'm going to take notes on the show. That's the only note I took. Was LA Knight had a superstar pop on that show. Yep. He had a huge ass reaction, man. The crowd is definitely into him. Um, and it would have been a strange situation, right? Because you kind of want to put some wins under his belt. Um, but definitely the story isn't LA Knight and Rey Mysterio right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Um, so that would have been a very strange match to have. That you wouldn't want to put your your up and coming baby face in, but they made sure to really emphasize that they got one over on them. Yep that that the, that the match was stolen from them. Right, Cole was hammering that constantly. Um, that you know that that Miz caused him to defeat, uh, et cetera. So they're trying to protect them, right? And you mentioned the facials, things of that nature. So they try to do a lot of things to protect them from that loss. So. It's very interesting to see where they go, but they got somebody, man, look, they got the, they need to do what they need to do. Like, I don't know who the priorities are. I don't know who's on the on that big board as far as like, you know, who their top heels are and who their top faces are. But LA Knight gotta be at least number one and number two. And they gotta make sure they protect this guy because they the crowd is into this guy, super into him, and he can be a big star for him for some time. 
he made a comment in his pre-match promo about he doesn't care who's U.S. champion. Uh, he's coming for it. So that tells us where he's at. Right? We, we were Before we talked about, like, hey, is the U.S. title beneath him? Is he going after the U.S. title? Looks like he is. So we're going to now assume that the feud is... I mean, I don't know how you... I don't. I wouldn't want Ray to, to give Theory the, the belt right back. But maybe they do a little hot potato just for LA Knight to take it off of Theory. Because when you agree that maybe Santos should have won it originally... Mm, no, because remember, I was I was always saying LA Knight should have won it originally. No, I'm talking about between Santos and Ray Ray when that whole thing happened. Oh, yeah, which you remember yeah. he was supposed to beat him clean before he had a yeah. concussion. Right. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing? Better. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing? You know, like on Ray Mysterio and Santos on the, what are in the Waller segment? Yeah. They were on that, so. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... There was no seeds being planted during that interview, right? But it kept talking about like, "Hey, you got to feel kind of, well, he you was feel a certain type of way." He Grace was really was trying, trying, right? Was trying. And Santos was like, "No, no, it's my brother. I look up to him." Blah, blah 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 blah, right? And so, I would love to see maybe at a WrestleMania, like a hot heel Santos versus a hot face LA Knight, right? Because they got some time to get there. Because mm-hmm. you know, like, let Santos, you know. Go through his Rey Mysterio storyline, right? Hopefully that heats him up. He becomes like a, a, a great heel that I hope he becomes. He wins the championship. He has some, some great title defenses. And now LA Knight is chasing a heel Santos. And he gets to fulfill the the, the story at Mania, possibly. Or, or maybe even the Rumble or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's too soon, though. For, for so? Santos, for Santos to so? win, the, for the turn heel. And then, you know, and then... Win the championship, that's fine, and then months, man. and and then get hot because he has to go. Th- he has to feud with Ray for right. Ray got to get his get back, right? He has to go through the story and through the paces, and then Ray has to have his rematch, etc. And then now the next match you got is with uh, L.A. Knight, and then he loses because at that point I feel like well I guess he can, you know L.A. can lose, have a screwy loss, and then they push it back to another pay per view, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's eight months from now talking about Mania. That seems like a long time. I don't know if Santos is that big. Again, but this is all predetermined, right? I guess you got to write for it. You got to write for it. Heat him up. Give him in a microwave. No, in his case, put him in the oven. 350? 400? 450? Yeah, about 350. 375? It's 375. Everything going in for 375. Shout out to Juvenile. 400 degrees. Okay, we go 400. What uh, what else y'all got from SmackDown? Okay. Now, I know they have a very good relationship outside of work. Oh, Rudy's about to get into the shits. I can't wait to hear this one. No, this is a good thing. Oh, the way, yeah, the way you said, all right, I thought you was about to like. Oh, because what, what he said was like low and evil. So, Paulie is just so good. And then sometimes his goodness just goes to like pure heel evil. Like, dude, why did you say that you're the scumbag of the earth? But Mofo stressed. Straight stress. First off, his 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 hair is growing out. He hasn't shaved. But when he called out Kay, um, Kayla's family dynamics, oh, my God, yikes. I was <laughs> like, she should have stabbed him for that. Like, you don't talk about it. Because, well, we know that she was adopted. And so when he said, I was like, that was just so, so messed up. But again, like I said, he's stressed. He get that call from, we assuming, somebody. I mean, I, we don't even know who that call came from. We just know right. that he said that Jimmy would be there live on SmackDown next week. Uh, but no, Paulie's just so good. Oh, so good. She should have called Cash on Speed Dial. 
<laughs> it was like, Cash, we got a problem. Show up and show out. You know what I mean? I, I mean, for real though. I'm like, and he and he put that he put that in there, put the knife in and turned it, just he digging was hard. Yeah. Digging. Whoo. Kayla's uh facials, you know, we talked we talked about Montez's facials. Oh, boss. She's great. Um we, Kayla's her reactions to uh Payman, she stayed very professional, but she's she looks slightly irritated. Like, right? It's perfect for me. It was it was really perfect. It seemed it, you can you can imagine that she was holding in and then after the segment was off, she let <laughs> off some kind of yeah. like a yeah, you know, or maybe she walked away and they called somebody on the phone and said, This mother, you know what I'm saying? Like she had that conversation. I know, I but know who she, she called. Cash. Uh, I know who she called. He rolled up. Cash, where are you at? <laughs> Come on, Cash. Cash, I'll be right there. Let me get in this Jeep. If hey, you know what though? Way, Cash is problems. Cash is everyone says like, oh, Cash, Cash did this? Like he was the quiet one. He was the good one, right? Those are the ones you gotta worry about. Of course. Like you're the ones yeah, you gotta like, worry about. I don't know why people thought it was Dax. Like Dax, all Dax care about is drinking his tequila and talking about his daughter. That's all Dax worry about. He just just want to drink. He just want to drink, talk about his baby girl, right, and have some tequila for his family. That's what he want to do. That's it. But you know, look, Cash is a single man. Hey, that's he's quiet. Hey, no, seriously, think about that. We don't know nothing about Cash. All we I know, know is he's got cash. fantastic with the hot tag. His athleticism has been great. He's really worked on his body. Outside of that, we don't know what he like. He's we don't quiet. know about him. Yeah, I don't think he, is like, he don't, I don't him, think he has a, a girlfriend or a wife or Mercedes are still like cool. We know that. But yeah. other than that, we know nothing about him. I, I mean, I yeah. guess he likes tequila too. Hey, but you, yeah, you but, think what you think what that night when uh with the hitman thing happened at the at the um Hall of Fame, right? He was mm-hmm. carrying my man out. He was very calm, carrying the dude out. And all of a sudden, he think when no ain't nobody looking, bam, <laughs> right? And he and he keep it moving. He trying to fix his tie, and he kept it moving, right? Like he's he might be like one of them Terminator types. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. It's, man, that's that's wild. Uh, all right, so Kayla uh, being talked about with her mom. What else? And her her and her dad. That was it. And her cousins. <laughs> Family too. Yeah. You got anything from uh, SmackDown E that we haven't hit on? No, I'm very interested in deep dive into this uh, AEW talks before we before we get there. I got to ask you guys a question real quick. Just pause on the wrestling. I know that's this is freaking wrestling, right? But I got to ask you when I hear basketball conversation, I got to uh, I got to talk to you guys about it because it kind of plays into like what we the storylines and things we see we see in wrestling. Uh, one of my favorite like uh, podcasts to listen to are the Gills Arenas, and he had uh, Andre Ilkadaga Adawa oh. in there. Hold on, Gilbert's bang bang too, though, right? Gang, Gilbert oh, bang bang. I was about to say, hold on, <laughs> we get Gilbert and John together. Triple threat shooters, baby. Boom, boom, right? Call it, just call it three in the chamber. <laughs> and uh, Evan, like Evan Turner was on there too. They had a really interesting conversation. So Andre serves still on the NBA committees and boards, so he can't really dive into this conversation. But what they were trying to talk about was this narrative that we all kind of talk about is that the NBA and the referees fixed these games. And he was talking about uh, Evan Turner and uh, AI were talking about a Philadelphia series they had with the Miami Heat or Celtic or something like that. And he said that Elton Brand sat these guys down. He said, hey, look, I need y'all to understand something. The NBA, if we win, it's like if, if, we gotta, if we win tonight, we got to win by 15 and win by one. Because there's a lot of money at stake in this matchup. Think about it. Would you want to see us 
or the Celtics play the Heat. And I might I might be getting the team wrong if somebody listened to it. It's like, would you want to see us like us win or the Celtics win? Because I don't want to see that. I wouldn't want to see us versus the Heat. Like they will lose millions of dollars if we were into uh, in that in that matchup. Like, cause all about M's and M's, memories and, and, million, and millions. So essentially, what they were saying is that the league is aware of storylines and we're and they're aware of what matchups are going to produce them the most monies. So pretty much what they were saying is that these referees are fixing these games and they're calling these they're they're calling more whistles than they would. Um, based on like the storyline, so he was just saying that hey, we're gonna win. We gotta win by we gotta we gotta beat them by fifteen to win by one. And I was like, damn, NBA ju- is just like wrestling. They fixing these games and the referees are are are, are calling these are calling these shots. And I guess supposedly there's a Netflix show on as well. So I just thought about something. Everyone talks about how fake wrestling is. Well, obviously there's some there's some fakeness in NBA too. Everything is pro wrestling. I've always said that. Everything. Watching UFC last night, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they're getting to the end. Uh, Shane O'Malley knocks my boy out, TKO, and they get to the end. They're kind of promoting all the other matches that they had, and they were talking about the, the women's match. They were talking about how it's going to be you know, possibly two uh, Asian Chinese fighters next time, and then the announcer says, uh, yeah, you know, and she plays the heel role very well. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Mm. Or no, she accepts the heel role very well, yeah. is what he said. Yeah. Everything is wrestling. We know that. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is pro wrestling, but nobody likes pro wrestling, right? Pro yeah. wrestling is like the lowest entertainment, you know, medium there is, but everything takes from wrestling. And that's what Elden Brand said at the end. He's like, you got to understand, this is entertainment business. Yep. I mean, so. but the NBA, the NBA, well, NBA has always been that way as far as their finals and their championship matches. Like, they don't want to go anywhere like a, like a Cleveland, like a Detroit. They want to go to Miami. They want to go to LA. They want to go to those hotspots. New York. Unless unless there's a great story behind it. I mean, all of it is right. story. Any, right, anything right. we watch, it's because there's mm-hmm. a story invested to it. Even mm-hmm. sports. I mean, no matter what, you know, football, you know, uh, every sport, movies, everything, there needs to be some type of story behind it. You may not realize that's why you enjoy it, but it's because of the story. Even if the story is, I just want to see the greatest of all time continue to be great. That's a storyline. When Tiger Woods was killing golf, that was a story. Can he win another championship? You know, it, it goes on and on and on. But yeah, every everything is story based. Hey Matt, what do you what do you think our story was on that 05 run when uh our Pistons won that chip, right? Do you think the storyline was team basketball at the highest level? Because we didn't have yep. a star. We we're in the Midwest, 04. 03 04, right? 03 04. 03 04. That that's what it was. It was the Pistons who don't have any major superstars were able to shut every team down through their defense because Larry Brown, which Larry Brown is a golden in basketball laurels. Uh, and they were able to shut everybody down and scoring 68 points a game. Imagine that now. Imagine There's teams that, that score 68 points midway through the second quarter. Not going to be we able were, to do it. We were, we were out here scoring 68 points the entire game. Do you remember back in the day at the Pistons, this was at the Palace, when they were at the Palace, if we won and we scored more than 90 points, we got a free taco? Do you never you got remember no tacos. That? <laughs> we went never home got hungry tacos. every single day. Yeah, never had every a taco. single game went home hungry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the hell, man. Um, y'all want to go to Dynamite? Y'all want to go to Collision? So are we going to talk uh, good stuff first, or we want to talk bad stuff first? Well, I want to talk about it's good, all good stuff, stuff. first. I'm talking stuff. about how, how I won on that Sugar Shane O'Malley fight. 
Give me my money. All right. Tell the folks what, what you get. I, I, didn't, I didn't bother asking. Yeah. Didn't so, even bother asking. So I, I bet on every UFC big card. Um, I bet on the underdog every time. And I bet 50 cents here and there for all of the matches. But for the main event, I bet a whopping one bucks. And guess how much I made back? $3.25. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. All I I have to do next time is bet $100, and then I can get $325. Hey. Where the gunshot at? We we, 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 we cash willing it all day long. Where the gunshot at, Matt? Huh? He's he's disgusted. I'm not hitting a gunshot. For once, you said one bucks. I don't even know what that is. I don't know, like, if that is after cash gets the dynamite, he <laughs> takes one of the, the young bucks out, and that's what the other one is called. But one bucks, one bucks equals $3.25. You that know is black people put S's on the back of everything. That's embarrassing. Don't come out here and tell people you, you are betting a dollar. Like, I'm, like, it was fun the first couple of weeks, but now I'm at a point where I'm upset now. Why Because you, you could have you done $50, and you would have won what? Uh, one seventy-five. Yeah, close to that. Yeah, or about one fifty. Like yep, one fifty. You could have even done five dollars. Well, what five dollars got you? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen. About fifteen bucks. I'm okay, over here gunshotting. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thank over here gunshotting. I got thank you. Thank you for thank you for representing. You got a, You got another fight on September 9th. Yeah. I'm gonna need you to double your winnings. You know what? Okay. So maybe maybe the, maybe the maybe the listeners it. can contribute then to the Rhodesia FanDuel gambling fund. And I'll, I'll share. I'll also share my 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 riches and my wealth and my. You could you couldn't get that lie out. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> sitting, there, sitting there, sound like Scott Steiner. Um, so I, let, let let's start with Dynamite. Yes. Uh, which I thought Dynamite was a horrible show. Oh my God, are we serious right yeah, now? I thought, and I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it because I thought Collision was oh really my fun. God. But all you need to know is Collision actually had a majority of squash matches on their show. And Collision was a better show than Dynamite. Hmm. I don't agree. Week. I don't agree with that. Uh, Do not the agree Kenny with that. JR promo looked like a damn parody. It did not. It was shot in a way where <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing right now or am I supposed to be invested in what they're saying. And the crazy thing is they had a fantastic, you know what I'm talking about, they had a fantastic what? video package from oh, DDT with Takeshita and Kenny. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then as soon as the physicality started, and they oh, shoot poor the Jim Ross. twice. Poor Jim was, Ross. Like, oh, my Lord. Why did they do that? Oh, I thought it was horrendous. Damn it. Damn uh, it. The Jericho Callus. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. That was the only thing I didn't like, but we got something beautiful out of that, Matt, out of that segment. We got all his stuff. Whew. We got Will Ospreay in his gray sweatsuit pants. Woo. Look at this. Lady. We can we can have that match. We can have that interaction you know every single week if we want to. Hey, if I if I was a female or if I thought I was sexually attracted to Osprey, then great. Maybe that segment would have been fantastic. It I'm was, not in this sucked. It was <laughs> it was trash. So let me get this right. I just want to make sure. Just tell me, tell me if I'm off, both of you, please. So Callus thinks Jericho's turning heel. So he gets this painting of him, mm-hmm. right? Of him being beheaded, which the painting was actually pretty sweet. He was. Uh evil. Jericho, but, yeah. Jericho decides to turn heel. And say, yep, I'm going to go with you. But he says, like, hey, you had something for me. They then, okay, but, so he's healed right now. Now he's healed in this moment. He's healed because he's going with Don Callis, the devil of AEW, outside of MJF. They show the, they show the, the painting. Then Callis proceeds to cut a promo, even though he was prompted by Jericho, to cut a promo on Jericho. That was really facious. Just, 
to say about why did you do this? And it's because you're an egomaniac, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now Jericho turns back face and say like, <laughs> all right, then I don't want to be with you. And then Osprey comes out, jumps Jericho, where they've had no interaction before mm-hmm. this. Nope. And now that's the match at All In. I'm not even going to get to All In. Uh, right now, we can do a kind of a deep dive on Wednesday's pod because we will be doing actually a live podcast after Woo! All In next Sunday. Uh, immediately after the show, we will be live on Twitter, on YouTube, probably try to get Facebook going. If you can't join us then, of course, we'll still drop it as a pod later on on the day. So we won't, we'll be doing a, a podcast later on after All In. But I thought that made no sense whatsoever. Talk me off the ledge then, evidently, Rhodesia. I mean, you said you didn't like it either. E, am I off base in that entire segment just didn't make sense? That show sucked. And there you go. All right. That show did not suck. That was that sucked. That Jericho and Don Callis segment absolutely sucked. Again, minus Will Ospreay. Um, but again, I'll even talk about the Will Ospreay thing. I know you said we'll talk about it later, but that was just so lazy in that book. And like there, like I have, there's nothing invested in me because I know Will Ospreay is not going to be wrestling in sweatpants. So to me, there's nothing invested in me for watching <laughs> that's Jericho. Only reason, that's the only reason. That's the only <laughs> no, reason why you're no, there. No, no, <laughs> you get what I mean though. The point is, like you know, that was that was terrible. But I, I like that Sammy came out. So he still is repping for Jericho. Um, overall, that that whole dynamite, I actually really, really like. You can't talk about like the MJF and Adam Cole promo. The Whoa, stinger. Stop, 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 stop. We're on we're, just right now, we're talking Jericho and Cal. Yeah, but you said the show sucked. And then even each time. Well, the show because sucked. I haven't even gotten to the chainsaw massacre match yet. <laughs> but okay, go ahead. It was it was, it was oh, a two hour show, go not ahead. a five minute poem segment. Yeah. Like I haven't even gotten to we know the Cole and MJF was incredible, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, that was the only thing on that show to no, me that was really wasn't. worthwhile. So you thought the Chainsaw Massacre was great? Well, my notes on the Chainsaw Massacre was exactly what I expected out of the people that was participating in it. I actually can appreciate more of that match with those people because oh my I don't God. want listen because I don't want you bumping in the ring. I don't want you wow. taking bumps. I would rather you do that. I, would rather I don't want you on my TV push. either. Man, not there. And then and the people were and like, it, yeah, but. They gave, you know, $100,000, you know, donation from the match or, you know, from the... And that's uh, amazing. From the, what is it called? Some sponsorship to Maui and the Fires, which that absolutely deserves a round of applause. 100%. I also love, too, Tony making the entire week Fight of the Fallen with proceeds going to Maui. Fantastic. Absolutely. You could have done it with good TV, though. But no, I thought it was just good just because you're giving the money to a great cause and a charity does not mean we need to sit through crap. And that, that Texas was Chainsaw crap. Massacre no, it was, was some was only, of the worst. No, no, TV there was only one thing that was bad. On that. It was the entire match. No, it wasn't. It was only one thing. And it's when Leather, it? when Leatherface came out with the chainsaw. That was that was like okay, you can, all right. <laughs> I can't like take up for that. But other than that. No, I, I love the blood scene in the back where he poured blood all over Jeff Jarrett. And then in the end of the match, you know, at the end of the match, it looked like he's been bloody and he did he wasn't actually bloody. I think I think for who was in that match, I thought that was perfect. I thought that you can have because how long it was too, and I think that's probably why you may feel this way too. For the length of time, I would rather see that type of match between the Jeffs than to see them actually wrestling in the ring. Because then I know I don't want to see that on my TV to see them in the actual ring. So to me, I like that. 
I'm glad you enjoyed it then. At least I did. I, 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 I had yep. a lot of fun watching that. I'm mm. glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing from that show that was fantastic, Cole and MJF. I love the Outback Steakhouse video package. I loved even more the promos after that in the ring. So we are at the point of no return with this MJF face turn, right? We have to be. Have to be. There, 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 because there is nothing he can do that would get him booed against Adam Cole, right? Outside of him calling up Cash, that's about it. And he may not even get booed. Well, we know Cash can't carry across the UK, but no, he may I'm have a plug somewhere out there. I'm oh. just I'm talking about shooting him. Outside of shooting Adam Cole, there's nothing really, yeah, what happened for people to boo MJF. I think he's a face. Mm -hmm. He's he's shown uh, the personality to turn on MJF more than MJF has shown the personality to turn on Cole. So that's the other thing, too, right? Like, he was setting up for the super kick on Mm -hmm. Dynamite. MJF can watch that back. So even if MJF cheats to win... Which he said everything out. Man, like they did such a great job with those promos, but he said everything out on why the match is so important to him. Cole did the same thing. So they both basically said, I mean, Cole started by saying, I would do anything to win this match. So if MJF uses the ring or whatever the case may be, you still wouldn't boom. He's still not a heel because you just said you would do anything to me first. When I saw Wednesday, I was like, okay, maybe this really is, you know, you're still a little trepidatious with MJF. You're still like, all right, you, you've been acting like a face like all summer, but. This still could be a this still could be a joke. You still could be just kind of reeling in Adam Cole. And at this point, I'm like, oh no, he's a face. I am I, so intrigued. It looks like they're going ahead with this tag match during zero hour. I, it, it is going to lead to something in the main event. Okay. And I do think the double clothesline spot is going to lead to some type of turn or something, too. Uh, but Man, I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I thought they nailed and they sold the pay per view. If anybody was on the fence about ordering, all in, and as much as I don't want to say this is a one match card because it's not a one match card. There's some matches on this show that is going to be really strong, work wise, and some things that they've done storyline wise that I'm invested in. But this, this is this feels like the biggest main event in AEW history. We got. I would call him stockbroker. We got Roddy Strong breaking his foot. <laughs> he is comedy relief, man. <laughs> I mean, this show, I'm going to tell you right now, hot take, um, flaming hot take was hotter than hot. Blazing hot take. Mm-hmm. Dynamite was my favorite show this week. Were you drinking? Nope. No. I was wide awake. That was my absolute favorite show this week. It was fun. I laughed. I was entertained throughout the whole show. Dr. Brubaker had a match that wasn't bad. Not saying that she always have on bad matches, but I was actually kind of <laughs> happy that she had a solid match and that they looked good in it too. Um, I, overall, I really loved it. And in the main event with the gun club, I mean, I, I loved Dynamite. Dynamite, I thought was actually very good. And the Kenny Omega thing, I thought was perfectly fine. You making fun of how they panned over to JR. Okay, maybe the cameraman shouldn't have did that. <laughs> maybe that would make you feel completely different about it. He did it he twice. Did, he looked, yeah, he did, he it, did twice. it twice. Like, why, yeah. why do you keep shooting JR? Yeah. Or why do you, you want JR to do? Why are you going for yeah. help or something? Um, and my only other thing with Adam Page, uh, I did get mad that, you know, you were able to get an ambulance 
and do this video recording, but you couldn't do it in front of a hospital, a real hospital. To me, that was more um, caricature than what you feel about the the Kenny Omega spot. No, they, they they see, but according to the internet, they wanted him to cut that promo backstage at the arena. And CM Punk said, look, man, like, you need to go find a hospital to shoot this. But they still didn't go to a hospital. (laughs) He was trying to help him out. That's all that was. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got the Joker's thing. I mean, come on. I've never, I've never, I've never seen this side of Sting. So when I'm seeing this and I'm watching how he's interacting with Prince Nana, I'm like, uh, Sting is kind of psycho. He's kind of crazy. I do wonder if he meant to say nine days and he messed up. Or what? Because when he said how many days was away and Prince Nana was like, no, actually. It was seven <laughs> like, days or something like that. He said, yeah. <laughs> Whatever he said. But he did it. He I, took it in stride and he kept moving and he kept talking. I, I love that. So to me, maybe you okay, quality of the show, you could probably say Dynamite was the worst. But for me, being entertained as a fan, to me, Dynamite was my favorite show as far as entertainment of this week. That's cool. That, that's mm-hmm. cool. Is that is that my ears? I keep hearing like a like a, a fart sound in my ear. Maybe it's I don't know what's going on here. It keeps throwing me off. Um, but yeah, the show. So I said the show sucked. I would say it's probably was average for AEW show. If you look at the start of the show, you had Orange Cassidy and Willie Yuta, right? Nice little match. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy's a a workhorse. Eddie came back. Eddie came back at the end, right? So that was nice. Um, but there's a lot of chaos right up until he coming out. So, but I always say that segment was was pretty good, right? And then you got the Jericho thing. Um, not interested in it. It was it hasn't been. I, I actually saw that coming from the start of it that he wasn't going to be in the click and something was going to happen. But they kind of the way they did it. I'm just not. I just wasn't entertained by the two of them in the ring for so long. It, it seemed clumsy. The way it happened. Oh, let's see what you got. What do you got in there? What's let's no, let's go in there and see. Like it, it just seemed very clumsy the entire time. Like, oh, you thought I wasn't gonna say yes, so I had to like it just didn't it didn't sit right with me, the entire thing. And then you got the the gates of agony, right? I was never a fan of Joker Sting. I'm sure you guys weren't watching TNA back in the day when he first did this. And for people, they really enjoyed this version of Sting because this version of Sting you started seeing as far as on the microphone and him being very talkative and animated, like that all happened in TNA. Like he just went up a notch. I think the best version of Sting that I've seen in a long time was in TNA. And people were a fan of this, the Joker Sting. I'm not a, a fan of that. So that Why didn't hit Why for me. Why aren't you? I don't like it. It's just something that doesn't hit for me. It's not anything. I don't, it's not that he doesn't play the character well. It's just that I... I just don't personally like the crazy version of Sting. Okay. I like I like I like the Crow version of Sting. I like the TNA version of Sting. Where he's kind of gotten the microphone. He can just had cut you know really good promos. It's just that version just didn't hit for me. Um, and then just to end the show with that Texas Chainsaw match or whatever it was, it just seemed campy. It was like a a D level horror movie to me. Uh, I'm not a fan of seeing uh, Karen. On my TV screen, uh, I screaming, Karen. I I don't like none of it. I don't like seeing Jeff Jerry. I don't. I didn't like none of it. It, it. It just didn't for me as a viewer. It just didn't hit. And so when I watch Dynamite, these are the stars I'm getting. I'm getting a Jeff Jarrett. I'm getting Karen Jarrett. I'm getting 
you know, Chris Jericho. I'm getting these crazy BCC and Orange Cassidy melees. It's just not for me. If this is what I'm going to see every day on Dynamite, I'm good with Dynamite. Like, all my guys are on Collision. Even on a squash match field collision show, which it wasn't, I guess some things did happen, but you would think that Dynamite had a lot more things happening, but I still enjoy collision because the pace of the show still is more for me. But you know what's funny too? Like, I knew uh, Dynamite wasn't going to be the best by the card. The card wasn't great. The card wasn't great on the collision, really. It wasn't, yeah, you can't say it was good there. But they did some really good things during the show. The card. For Wednesday's going to be great, though. We got uh, Swerve and AR Fox against Darby and Nick Wayne. That's going to be great. Moxley versus Phoenix. That's going to be a good match. Uh, Jake Perry is going to be retiring the FTW Championship. We know something's going to happen with that. That's going to be good. Face-off with FTR and Young Bucks. That's going to be strong. The Elite versus Juice and the Guns. We know that's going to be good. Uh, Renee speaks to both Adam Cole and MJF. That's going to be strong. Sky versus uh, Ruby. I'm looking forward to that. The contract signing for Jericho and Osprey. They need to do something to heat that up. Yeah. Which like hopefully they explain. will. Yep. And then Aussie Open versus the Hardy. So a much, 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 much better card on this Wednesday's Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. But if, when I saw the card on Dynamite, and I remember Tony saying something years ago when Sting came, and they didn't announce Sting, that TNT was a little upset or there was something with the network because they didn't announce the surprise. And then after that, Everything that happens on these shows, we kind of get announced beforehand. Mm-hmm. I do wish, like, and not to say that I, I would, it would have changed my opinion on Dynamite. I still think Dynamite wasn't a good show, but don't give me, don't give me everything that's that's going to happen. Like, just if you want to just tell me who we're going to see and throw out the main event, cool. But when you don't have the best card, you don't do yourself a solid by giving us the card beforehand let us just watch and then find out what the matches are going to be i think that would help much better than just throwing everything out every single week even when like we get uh there could be like a a run-in or there could be like uh something happened and then we get a backstage promo because of something that just happened and they'll announce that we were going to hear from that person days before it's like no just let it happen just let it happen that point there is true i mean it has to be something. Well, you said if TNT was mad, you got to let it be known so you can get more viewers. Okay, I can't argue with that or get mad at that if that's part of their business structure. But I think that you might be just a little bit jaded to Dynamite because I'm looking back at Uh-oh. the card and what was advertised. Mm-hmm. And what was advertised, or if I'm just looking at what the rundown, the run sheet, all of this is entertaining. Now, maybe it's just not your style of wrestling that you like. Because, Give like, me the I rundown think- real quick because I don't remember the entire okay, rundown. Okay, so we have Orange and Yuta. I wasn't looking forward to that, to be honest. Okay. You have the Kenny Omega interview. You yep. have Adam Page interview. You have Jericho Don Callis. You have I wasn't Jack- looking forward to Jericho Don Callis. You had Jack Perry just going to retire the FTW championship. No, you that's have- this upcoming week. Right, but they talked about it, that he's going to retire. No, I'm talking about the actual rundown. Don't give me what happened on the show. What did they announce before? Okay. Oh, I don't know what they... I'm sorry. Okay. Then I'm, oh, then, I'm yeah, then, and that's Yeah, your point there. is mute then. As that. far as what you had said as them advertising the show, but I'm looking back at the show and I don't think that this was a bad was. show. Yeah, I don't think this was a bad show at all. And then you finish with the Gun Club and Bucks match, which to me I thought was actually really awesome. The synergy they displayed in that match between the brothers and the ring awareness and just knowing where everybody's at. Like it was such a fluid, awesome match. Like 
again, I, I think y'all might be just a little bit jaded or this is just not y'all cup of tea. And that's okay too, because we already know that there's people out there that didn't care for certain things, but I like this show there besides Jericho, Don Callis, there's really nothing on this show that I can really get angry about. You know what, for What's me, it was, it was exactly with that, what you said, because, um, I, if we, if it's a soft brand split, like all, most of my favorite wrestlers, aside from Swerve, like, right. I got to tune in and see what Swerve is doing. I like what mm-hmm. they're doing. AR Fox. Um, but outside of Swerve, all my guys are on collision. Right. So, you know, Young Bucks right now, they're like, I was a big Young Bucks guy, but it, over the past year, um, really after they've kind of, uh, kind of turned face from their heel run that they've seen uninspired to me. I think Kenny's been uninspired since he's been back. Um, I think the BCC without Brian Danielson is kind of rudderless. Um, I think Chris Jericho sucks. I know he works hard. You know, I'm, I'm, is he, Jericho just isn't for me. Um, it's just that the guys on that show, they're just not for me. And the style of story that they tell just isn't for me as a fan. And I'm not getting enough of the things I do like to kind of minimize that because everything I do like is pretty much on collision. So yeah, for me, it's, I don't think necessarily it's jaded, but it is, as you said, it's just the talent and the way they present their stories isn't for me. And that's what it is. I mean, I, cause I, I love uh, Lucha bros. Like it's, I mean, a lot of the talent I'm still fans of, I'm still a fan of Brit and I'm looking at the car. So yeah, the, the, the car, when I look, but I knew when I looked at this car, I was just like, this is a missable show. That's all. So could you have gone into it watching it, knowing that? And that could have changed kind of your view of what you was watching? No, I don't think so. Because um, there was just some of this, like, I, I wasn't, I don't care about Darby and Nick versus Gates, Gates of Agony. I don't. I didn't care about the Jericho thing. I didn't care about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And even though I knew it would be a good match, I didn't care about Orange and Willa Yuta either. So that that left MJF and Adam Cole, the Kenny Omega promo, and then the guns versus uh, the Bucks, for the most part. So man, and Derby, Derby Allen, man, he is serving some double duty. He getting his ass whooped by a lot of people right now, right? He getting, he getting, <laughs> yeah, his ass whooped by a whole last click when it comes to the the Mogul Embassy, and then now you know Lucha and Christian beating that ass too. Woo! And him, him and Christian killed on yes, Collision. Yes, they did. They man, did. that was Collision's main event spot is slowly becoming the. Match of like the yep. week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spot, which was great to see. Like, and I love to watch this Christian work with like the younger talent, like somebody like Darby. That's just balls to the wall, hundred miles an hour. He made Darby slow down a little bit. Of course, mm-hmm. in that match, the spots that needed to to be remembered was memorable. Yeah, uh, like the the drop kick, you know, to the outside on the the chair. That wasn't just a throwaway spot. You know, they showed it like three or four different times on replay. Uh, it was, I mean, it was just, it was, it was an awesome, awesome main event. And it goes back to kind of just a presentation for me on collision where Darby seems like such a big deal on collision. And not that he doesn't seem like a big deal on dynamite. It just comes across way more on collision. We got a uh, punk and Joe official for all in. So what's uh, up? What was his gear? What was up with that? That was the old killer bees kind of doors gimmick. If you really want to go and, now this is where we can nerd out if you want to. CM Punk's first appearance on AEW had AC written down on his shoe. Okay. Adam Cole was coming after that. Okay. Uh, so if you want to look into this, Edge and Christian did wear those 
for a time period <laughs> in WWE <laughs> before. So if you want to look into oh, it, wow. there you go. But you I, know, I, 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 I enjoyed hey, that hey, too, though. Hey, Matt, real quick, though, you know, when I was looking up uh, Edge's name, Sixteen Hardcastle, uh, also oh, another man. name um, was Conquistador Uno. So See? to your point. See? There um, you go. I ain't gonna lie. When I first saw him come out to the ring, okay. First off, I was like, "Who's this man with this dad bod coming to the ring?" <laughs> first off, first off. But then um, when he picked Samoa Joe up, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then when he <laughs> made him go to sleep, I'm like, "Okay." At that point, I knew it was Punk. But I'm like, "Whoa!" I didn't know Punk was still that strong. So I was really impressed by that. That was a hell of a way to start the show. Oh, I knew that was Punk's dad bod the whole time. Like, oh, that's Punk. <laughs> I only knew it when he hit the the knee in the corner. And that's when I, I picked up on it too. Oh, okay, which was cool. okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I knew, I knew the entire time. I was like, oh, that, that's punk. Because like it made sense. Like, okay, yes, that's him in the in the whole garb, and I, I was kind of onto that. Um, but I mean, it's been interesting to hear you guys' comments because Collision was a. I liked it. It was a really good. It was a. It was a good wrestling show. But damn, it's a, it's the show. It's kind of like the go home show for them before like the, the next pay per view, right? And they no, had a lot. of They got one more. They got one good. more. This Saturday, right? Because right, 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 right. I, I keep thinking yep. WE has their shows on Saturday, right? On yeah, Sunday, nope. yeah. They got but it's, it's still two weeks before. But they had a lot of almost squash matches on this show. But that was that was my biggest beef, man. Uh, I said on Twitter yesterday that you wouldn't know by watching AEW's weekly TV that they're putting on the biggest show in history. Yeah, and like it's, we know the show is going to be great. We know All In is going to be. Top to bottom, an awesome show because the majority of AEW pay-per-views are awesome. We know that. But I just want them to get the fruits of their labor. I want this to feel like this is the biggest show in AEW history. This is the biggest show in wrestling history because if you look at butts and seats from a legit number standpoint, it is. Outside of a show that it was in Korea years and years ago, but people had to go. It was, it was like forced from the, the country to, to go to the show, so that don't count. But I'm talking about people who are paying tickets this is the biggest show in wrestling history. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like that. So when you look at the card from Dynamite, if you look at the card from last night, and yes, I know they are trying to promote both All In and All Out. But then I would also say they got a little bit of opportunities there with two because we have two matches now set for All Out. You could start promoting All Out now if it has nothing to do with All In. But then that also tells me that maybe that, that 80% yep. of the matches from All Out will all in. We'll be all dictated. Out. From All In. And I think without even seeing the card for All Out, I wonder if the All Out card would be better than All In. Hmm. Possible. It's possible. I do wonder. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think we get Kenny and Takeshita one-on-one. I think we know we're getting some with MJF. We know we're getting some with Punk separately, of course. Uh, and we're going to get Ricky Starks. Ricky yeah. Starks came out last night and said, look, man. It is not 30 days from then. It was only got two more weeks, two more weeks from tonight. So he's available for all out. And we see Big Bill is the guy that he was talking about, which anything that we can do to make him a bigger deal than what he is, I'm all for. I did think it would be a little bit more than just one person, but I'm good because the promo was great. His video package beforehand was great. Oh, the visuals of that. Ricky is a star. Absolutely. If Collision gets canceled next week. The biggest thing that comes out of it is the things that Punk did and Ricky Starks. Yeah, you know, uh, Tony Khan a couple of years ago has said he kind of envisioned 
Ricky starts kind of like in a Shawn Michaels role mm-hmm. back in, uh, I think, 95, 96, where he kind of sat on commentary, kind of played as Diesel's manager for a little bit. Um, it was all, uh, and, it, and this all was done to kind of keep Shawn Michaels fresh. And when you saw him, it was an experience. Like they didn't want to put, Vince at that time, they want to put Shawn out there every week to have wrestle matches. He wanted him to be kind of a big deal, kind of like how Roddy Piper was back in the day. And Tony had mentioned that. So this kind of plays right into that wheelhouse, right? Big Bill is his diesel. Mm-hmm. He's his quote-unquote manager to kind of doing things to kind of keep him not wrestling. So when he wrestles, it's a, it's, a, it's a super big deal. But to keep what's important is his personality, his character, his charisma. And so you're seeing that on full display. Um, from a from a character perspective, this was a really good show. We got a lot of the Bang Bang Gang on this show. What do you guys think about uh, Dalton Castle? Do you think this was his coming out? Pause. You think this was his uh his arrival on oh on live TV? God. I was so happy to see Dalton Castle. I was like, and I forgot what he called his guys um, that helps him or his assistants the out to the, the, boys. the boys. Yeah, I knew it was a specific name. I love Dalton Castle. I thought that it it brought some lightness to the show because Collision is, I think, it's pretty serious. Um, but it brought some lightness to the show that I really liked about Collision. So I was so happy to see Dalton Castle. He was he looked bigger than the last time I thought he looked when I saw him at Warrior. Was he bigger, Matt? Uh no, he's probably about the same size. Okay. I mean, Dalton's been at it me. for a long time. So anytime he can get in, in front of more eyes, I think is great. This is maybe possibly the most eyes he's ever wrestled in front of TV audience, probably. He's been on right? Dynamite a couple of times though. Okay, okay. So yeah. then no, but I mean, yeah, I'm down for anything we can get with Dalton Castle. He, he he's really really good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping he becomes a, a permanent fixture on Collision because he definitely his presentation is needed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you mentioned uh, the Gun Club minus Cash Wooler. Them boys, man, they are they are doing some really good fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything they're getting now, they're starting to knock out the park. And the Gun Club, I know there it was cool to hate on the Gun Club months and months ago. I always loved the and, gun club. And back then we said it like they got something, man. They got something. And they got something. Mm-hmm. They they look they look fantastic. Yeah. I feel like they need they need a uh, a heater. They need like a big dude. Because like these they're all of those guys in the group, all four of them, they're kinda all kind of Shawn Michaels types. You know, big mouth guys, not really big. They need like that enforcer. They need, I don't know who that can be, but they need to add an enforcer to that that team. And you think about the 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 gun club. Have you guys seen the the version? In Japan? No. I have, Weak. yeah. Weak. This is actually a better version to but me. But it's Bullet Club Gold right here. Yeah. I can't figure out their name to save my life. So if you saw my notes here of what I called them, it's kind of it's kind of sad. So here, here's what I think. Well, I think, there, I think at, at any point, if something pops off where they can't call themselves Bullet Club, I think they're going to go out um, by Bang Bang Gang. Because like cause Jay, cause, cause Jay says, it quite, says it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like right, so I think they're kind of setting setting up shop to where that could be a permanent name if something was to pop off. I'm probably pretty sure they're probably paying or the name's being given to them on loan because New Japan owns that name, right? I think so. I'm not sure though. I mean, it would, it would make sense, but also the Bang Bang Gang sounds like uh the 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 cocky, cool, hip, heel thing to say mm-hmm. too. So, what else? What else y'all got? I loved 
that video package with Tin being down in Mexico. And then yeah, assuming Rusha, yeah, assuming Rush yep. just kidnapped him. I don't know what's about to happen with that. Um, but I really like that that in that segment of interaction. Um I liked I, I liked Sting and Darby showing up in an ATL, rolling up yeah, that, on AR that, Fox that was, School. That was, cool. <laughs> that was so cool. If somebody would have said Sting shows up in a <laughs> indie promotion slash wrestling school in 2023, <laughs> man oh man. Like you just don't know what that's, to that's, jump that's somebody. The, that's to the jump fun some, part you about You got to add that exactly. part on there. To jump somebody. And, and, and he's the face. <laughs> and he, <laughs> right. Shows up in their own school, and he's the face. That's cool. Um, but as you guys it? said, that main event was really good. Christian showed up and showed out again. Um, Darby. He's, Darby's the man. Like, he's putting in a lot of work, man. Mm-hmm. He's putting in a lot of work on that show. I don't really care much right now about seeing Darby and Luchasaurus. I don't. Um, they got because that's weeks. the matchup at All Out, right? Yeah, yeah. That for, is the one, the one of the new, yep, yep for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully they do something in the next couple of weeks. It, that's just hard. That that's hard. I mean, they're trying their best, but that's hard to. I mean, right now Darby has two to three different feuds going. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like concurrently, so it, it's hard to heat that matchup when the main match is a match with Sting, a casket match in Wembley. And then you got a week later, you got his match for the TNT title. I get it. Speaking of TNT title, uh, or really TBS, Jay was backstage this week at Dynamite. So, yep, hopefully that shows and means that she'll be back pretty soon. It'd be really cool. I don't know if she shows up at All In, but if we can get her at either All In or All Out, get her back. She's she's missed on AEW TV. You guys didn't like the women's match? Oh, I love the Willow and Diamante. Oh, of match. course, yeah, man. Oh, and they 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 wrestle hard and strong. Man, I talked yeah. about it with that pounce. She hit Diamante outside the ring. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, she, she almost her like into, broke her neck to the corner of the barricade. She pounced her into dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> Diamante looked up and Diamante was like, "Damn, it's Wednesday. That is crazy." Uh, and I've heard it live before, but Diamante has the hardest wrestling music right now like that that goes that so now now we're talking i'm like we can't do we can't finish up a show and we've been talking about done. women's wrestling I wasn't and we're not talking about that match hey i wasn't done and matt you're right like when i her music comes it's it's it Gold, comes out pretty hard man. right sure. it comes out yes, pretty sir. hard yes, yeah she, and she she hit that uh she hey her she she feeling her cash moment you know she come out with that <laughs> she let them clips go out you know what i'm saying man, that thing's in Hey, I got sauce. Let's go. Hey, and so like I, I'm actually a fan of, of her. She's wrestled a lot on uh, on uh, Dark. I sh- sorry to say, but she hit that clip a little bit different mm-hmm. than she normally does, and I felt like she was challenging her spirit animal, Cash Wheeler, in her mind when she let them clips go. I, I was like, so. go ahead, girl. And Willow, man, like she, she's like on another level right now. Yes, she is. Like she's a star. If you watch her come out in her entrance, like all the way to the end, man, like she got it, man. She like uh, they're definitely investing into her, and 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 it's very well deserved because yeah. she has it. They need to keep on pushing her. And that was why I brought up what I brought up last week about just where do you guys see her? Uh, because I mean she's she's really really good. She's yeah, really good. She's really and good. like you know her and Chris together. Got to see where that kind of goes, yeah, but um, but did you see the difference I was telling you about? Like, so when Willow comes out, and then when Chris comes out, there's like a definitely a difference in as far as 
Like I don't I just don't know if Chris knows who char- who her character is yet. I don't think they know. Right. Right? Well, you know, because of course on the- TV, they even said last week they still said there was an alien in the ring. So if on commentary you still referring to Chris as an alien, then what is she? Who is she? But see, that's that's the problem with their creative is that they don't necessarily have a creative plan for certain characters. It's up to that character or that wrestler to bring that presentation to management. And then they would try to do something with it, right? Whereas Willow, it doesn't see I don't I don't know her as a person, but she comes off like like that's just her. Like that's just her from start to finish. Yeah, she's ab living. That's, that's still a character though. Like she's the happy go lucky girl that always tells you to smile no matter what happens. She's positive. That's 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 still a bona fide character. But with that's Chris, but I, I would say that's is. but she, I would say like she, but I would say with Willow. That's probably a part of her personality that she's playing up on the crowd. And that's the most, that's the best characters, right? It's, it's, it's who you, it's, it's a part of your personality that you play up. Like, I don't know who Chris is as a character. Is she, is, is her alien who she is as a person? Like, like, and she's not able to play that up on the, on the, on the big screen. Like, I feel like she needs to figure out who she is and how she wants to portray herself. But, but then when you don't have characters that are, fleshed out and we get something like Tony Storm who knocked it out the park mm-hmm. again with Lexi backstage you can see it <laughs> you can really see it. like it's almost like a joke when you see something like that on AEW TV because we're not that was used good. to it and, and that's also a good thing too like everything doesn't have to be character driven like you know UFC or boxing yes there are some characters but a lot of times you just gravitate to who you gravitate to and you enjoy their story. Right. I just think a lot of times they people just make they need to have a story. That's all. Like, hey, help me help me out with Tony too, because I, I'm pretty sure Lexi was the same interviewer from the week before, was, right? Was, okay. Yeah, that's what I started crying. Like, wait a minute, that was the same person, right? That's what I was like, oh, that's that's funny, right? I'm like, yep. she's trying to pretend like she didn't know who the woman is. It's and, it, and it's like progressively weekly, she gets more like Unhinged. older, yeah. Like, yeah. like she looks more like Marilyn Monroe, more like in the '60s every single week. I, yeah, so cool, super, super yeah. cool. The one thing that was kind of still a letdown, and again, we got I guess a little bit of time here, but Miro. Okay, so that actual video package wasn't bad. It was just how it ended to me that was kind of weird to me. So now that Miro doesn't have a redeemer anymore. He is now the redeemer. And now he's going to also be Hobbs redeemer. Um, the way that video package ended from how Hobbs reaction was, I thought that that was a complete miss because I've already said that I'm already kind of uh, on Miro and I didn't feel any better watching that. Um, I would, I love me some Hobbs, man. Hobbs just look better and better, man. His like physically, he looks like a menace. Um, I like Miro, but I think that the Miro story is probably the weakest thing on the show. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't. I mean, I, that's all. Like, I, I don't get it from Miro's perspective. Like, the we like him because he's great. We like his promos, but to me, a lot of his promos are nonsensical. They are. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like last night, I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't understand. All right, this is going to be a good match at all out. But Hobbs is picking on the biggest dog in the yard, the Redeemer, et cetera, et cetera. But then, like, the promo just didn't hit. Uh, and I also just want to know where Andrade is after he got his mask. Hopefully, this leads to the Roosh thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe not, though, maybe. because Andrade is a, is a face. But it's like, all right, where you at, man? Well, he's feuding, he's feuding with uh, HOB. 
And unfortunately, HOB is also in two storylines as well, right? Because of this pay-per-view. They're, they're oh, also that's feuding. What, that's what I meant to ask you guys. Do Daddy you Arse. This, do you think this leads to him getting the final match? Uh, it either all in or all, I'm guessing all out. Who is I he? think all in is probably fleshed out. Uh, Billy Gunn. Is, is this whole thing, House of Black, Jump? Um, damn, forget their name. Acclaim. The claim. The claim. So do we do we think that leads to a trios match? I might be wrong, mean in saying this. Um, I don't want it to. What else could it be leading to then? Do they do Andrade in the claim against House of Black? But that wouldn't make sense for the titles. Then maybe okay. Then maybe you bring back Billy then for his final match. So for me, I think there's two stories on Collision that just aren't clicking for me. Like number, the first story was Andrade has a face against HOB. I just don't think that Andrade comes across um, like a face. His character suits, um, and and I hate to say this, Andrade has a very thick accent. He will be better. He he he's better suited as a heel. He can center, he can look good, he can come in with sound bites and somebody can do the talking for him. That's what worked really well in NXT with um Selena. It just doesn't connect for me. So I hope they're resetting his character and they're bringing it back. But at the same time, they have enough heels on that show. If you got the Bang Bang Gang, if you got HOB, um, I don't know what we're doing with Punk, but we definitely Samoa Joe is a heel and he's he's on the show quite often. They definitely do need another another face, but I just don't know if he's that face. Miro is coming off as a face, but his character really the antichrist guy. That's that's you know that's 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 against his god and that's that's renounce his wife and all these different things. He's a heel character. He's a hero that we should cheer. Like I think that the Miro and Andrade things are something they need to probably revise. They both seem better suited to be heel characters, but that show is in need of more face characters. So they, that's those are two things I think they need to figure out. I can see that. Girl. I can see that. So we got uh we got all in week from today. Got all out two weeks from today. Oh Lord. So big big time, uh big time wallet spinning, big time. TV to watch from an AEW mm. perspective. Y'all got anything else before uh, we get on out of here? Nope. All right. So to run down, don't mess with Cash Wooler. Mm. He keeps it on him. Stay strapped. Stay strapped. So as he should. Y'all heard. Y'all heard. We, we put y'all up on game. All right. That's all we got, right? Y'all ain't got nothing else. We we rapping. Until Wednesday. Until Wednesday. All right. Y'all got it. Y'all heard it. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back here. I guess bright and early, however you want to look at it, on a Wednesday. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you in a few days. Peace. Be well.